ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah alhamdulillah Allah azza wa jal he has allowed us to live to see another auspicious occasion Allah Azza wa Jal has allowed us to live to see the first 10 days of the month of Dhul Hijjah. These are the best days of the year. And as we know during this time, this time has therein a tremendous act of worship. This time has therein a tremendous act of worship which is from the pillars of the deen of Al-Islam. And that is none other than pilgrimage to the house, Al-Hajj, pilgrimage to the house. and bidnilahi ta'ala as we know that there were many events that were surrounding and linked to the hajj the pilgrimage so we want to reflect bidnilahi ta'ala on some of those events and some of those things that had taken place that are related to the pilgrimage and we want to reflect upon them as they relate to our lives and the impact that they have upon our lives many lessons there are many lessons inside of the hajj allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in his noble book wa idh btala ibrahim rabbuhu bi kalimatin fa atammahun allah ta'ala he says and when we tested ibrahim and when Ibrahim was tested by his lord wa idha btala ibrahim rabbuhu and when ibrahim was tested by his lord bi kalimatin fa atammahun with words and bi ilahi ta'ala we will come to see what is intended and what is meant by bi kalimat with words fa atammahun and he established them qala Ibrahim as Allah Ta'ala informs us here in his statement Ibrahim he asks qala oh excuse me 
prior to this, prior to this, Allah Ta'ala said, قَالَ إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا That verily, I'm going to make for you an imam. I'm going to appoint you as an imam over the people. As an example, as a leader over the people, an example for them to follow. قَالَ Ibrahim alayhi salam, as Allah Ta'ala informs us here in his statement, he mentioned, he said, he asked, قَالَ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِي And also from my lineage, also from my offspring, will they also be leaders over the people? Will they also be those who will be an example for the people? قَالَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ عَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah Ta'ala, he says, that a transgressed people, then they will not receive this covenant. And it will not be transferred over to them a people who are most transgressant. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimullah ta'ala, he mentions, يَقُولُ ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala, he says, مُنَبِّهًا عَلَى شَرِفِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ خَلِيلِهِ Outlining or highlighting, bringing and drawing one's attention to the nobility of his Khalil Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam wa anna Allah ta'ala ja'alahu imaman linnas and that Allah ta'ala he made Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam an example, a leader for the people yuqtada bihi so that they may follow him so they may follow Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam fi tawheed inside of true monotheism inside of the true monotheism so ibrahim or as it is said in english abraham naam he was one of monotheism he implemented and he established monotheism and he implemented and he established it to the epitome and and that, that it could be established and we see this in allah ta'ala statement fa'atammahun that he established these kalimat. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam, he established Tawheed. So anyone who would like to put forth a claim to Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam, then they have to be of those who established the Tawheed. So the claim and what is commonly referred to as the Abrahamic religions and what is intended by that is Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. When they say that Abrahamic religions, this is what they mean. But the reality of it is, is that two of the three that were mentioned, they are not in fact and in reality Abrahamic, for lack of a better term and or expression. But only one of them in reality is Abrahamic, for lack of uh, another expression and that is Islam and this is because the Jews do not establish monotheism the Christians they do not establish monotheism the Muslims those who are following the teachings of Muhammad وسلم, they are those who are establishing monotheism so anyone who would like to have a claim to Ibrahim then know that 
They have to establish monotheism. They have to establish the Tawheed as Ibrahim والسلام, established the Tawheed. And Allah Ta'ala, He mentions that He made Ibrahim an Imam. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Qala inni imama. And verily, we're going to make you an Imam over the people. Which shows us that Ibrahim is an Imam. He is an example that we are to follow. And in order to have a claim to him, then we have to follow him, alayhi It is not as the Jews believe or the Hebrew Israelites, they believe that as long as an individual, they are from the 12 tribes of Israel, then this is all that is needed. No, it is not about an, uh, uh, an inheritance. It's not something that could be inherited. It is not because you are from this nation or nationality, so on and so forth. No, but rather it is built upon that in which you yourself have put forward from good deeds. It is built upon that in which you yourself had made an effort to put forth and to implement. Now, and that is by what? Establishing the Tawheed. So it is not something that is inherited, that is just for everyone. No, but rather it is for those who they follow Ibrahim alayhi salam, those who they are upon the religion of Ibrahim alayhi salam, those who they establish the Tawheed, those who they are Muslim. Naam. Because Ibrahim, he was a Muslim and he was not a man, he was not, excuse me, a polytheist. He was a Muslim alayhi salam. So therefore, we understand that this is not something that could be inherited. And this is a very important concept that individuals have to know. You can't be born saved, for lack of a better term and or translation. You can't be born, and just because you were born from these particular set of parents, then you are automatically guaranteed the gender. No. You yourself have to put forth efforts. You yourself have to establish the tawheed. You yourself have to follow the sunnah of the Prophet Anything shy of this, then... It is not worth anything because, and I want you to reflect, how would it be possible that just because the individual is born from a set of parents, you have no control over who your parents are. You have no control over what nation you are born into. You have no control over what land you were born in. You have no control over what gender you were born having. You have no control over any of these factors. So how in the world will you be able to reap the ultimate prize by that in which you have put forth no effort as relates to attaining it? You just get the ultimate prize just because? No. And then everyone else who they have not been born under the same set of circumstances on which you have been born now, they are denied the ultimate prize even though they have put forth the effort? Allah Ta'ala is just. Naam. And this is not the case. And how do we see that this is not the case? Ibrahim alayhi salam, he asks, he asks, وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِي And also my progeny, would they be also leaders of the people? Allah Ta'ala, what did he say? قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ أَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ Those who are transgressant, those transgressors, those who commit the greatest crime of polytheism. This will not apply to them. They will not be leaders of the people. They will not have this high status. Why? 
because their deeds have come up short. Ibrahim implemented Tawheed. These individuals, they implement polytheism. They implement shirk. So therefore, it is not applicable to them. So just because the individual is born and they have a noble lineage, if they themselves throughout the course of their lives do not believe as the noble ones believed, if they do not act and, and do righteous good deeds like the noble ones had done, then their lineage will not avail them. Their lineage will not help them in any which way, shape, or form. Ibrahim he is an example. He is an example to be followed. That Ibrahim he established what his Lord had given him as a responsibility as relates to commands and prohibitions. So Ibrahim alayhi, alayhi he implemented the commands and he stayed away from the prohibitions. Well, he had the call Allah Ta'ala and due to this Allah Ta'ala he says, And when Ibrahim was tested by his Lord with words, Allah Ta'ala, he goes on to say, And he implemented them. These words, eh? These words in which Ibrahim, he was commanded to implement, then at the head of it, it was a tawheed. Then it was a tawheed. Imam al-Kathiri mentions that at this portion of the ayah, that and when Ibrahim was tested by his Lord with words, وَذْكُرْ And remember, be reminded, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Or remind, excuse me, وَذْكُرْ Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam هَؤُلَاءِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Remind those pagans وَأَهْلِ الْكِتَابَيْنَ And remind the people of the book. Remind these individuals. الَّذِينَ يَنْتَحِلُونَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ وَلَيْسُ عَلَيْهَا Those who claim, those who put forth the erroneous claim that they are upon the way of Ibrahim, but in reality, they are not upon his way. Those who claim erroneously that they are upon the way of Ibrahim, whereas in reality, they are not upon his way. وَإِنَّمَا الَّذِي هُوَ عَلَيْهَا but rather, the only one who are truly upon it, مُسْتَقِيمٌ فَأَنْتَ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Those who are truly upon the way of Ibrahim, those who are truly upright, then verily it is you, O Muhammad wasallam, and those who are with you from the believers, and those with you from the believers, those who follow you from the believers, they are the only ones who are truly upon the way of Ibrahim wasallam. This concept is extremely important because claims don't change reality. This, this, the, yani this concept is, is extremely important, especially for our children to understand, because no matter how much propaganda you put behind a thing, no matter how much marketing is put into a thing, no matter how many claims individuals may make on what is good and what is right and what is not, their claims do not change reality. What it is good, then it is that in which Allah Ta'ala has defined as being good. What is good, it is that in which the prophets and messengers, alayhi they were upon. That, that is that which is good. 
Anything that is shy of that, contrary to that, alien to that, foreign to that, then it is not good. No matter how big the marketing budget that is thrown behind it, no matter how great the propaganda campaign, it will not change the reality that that thing, it is not good. If it is not in compliance with Tawheed and the Sunnah, if it's not in compliance with that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed, then it is not good. So no matter how many people may say, whatever it is that they may say, our frame of reference is to refer back to what Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Our frame of reference is to look back to the ways of the prophets and the messengers and to be upon that which they were upon, to believe as they believed, alayhimu salatu wassalam. This is the only way to success and to salvation. There is no way to, to, to success there is no route to salvation outside of following that in which Allah Ta'ala has revealed. And it's important that we remind our children of this because the shaitan is very well equipped at making that which is filthy seem as if it is beautiful. The shaitan is very well equipped of making the falsehood seem as if it is right. The shaitan is very well equipped of deceiving the people and making them believe that that which is wrong is right, that which is bad is good, that which is yani, indecent is wholesome, so on and so forth. The shaitan is good at flipping things upon their head. So it is incumbent that our children know and they have the metric by way in which they're able to dismantle these tricks and these plots and these whispers of the shaitan. And that is inside of the book and inside of the sunnah. Because when you weigh any claim according to, yani, against the book and the sunnah or by way of the book and the sunnah, then you will see whether it holds weight or not. If it coincides with the book and the sunnah, then it is the truth. If it goes against the book and the sunnah, then it is that which it holds no weight, even if everyone else in the world is saying it is the heaviest thing ever. It is not. It is nothing. Naam? And it is incumbent that our children understand is that the izzah, the true might, the true honor, the true nobility, then it lies in following the way of the prophets and the messengers. It lies in following that in which the Prophet ﷺ and his companions they were upon. Remind these ones that Allah Ta'ala or of the test of Allah Ta'ala for Ibrahim. That Allah tested Ibrahim. The test that he gave them. Because and I want you all to understand this reality. We are all under a test right now. This dunya it's all testing ground. That's it. It's all a test. We are all under a test. But what is that test? What is that test? And I want you to reflect on this. What is the test? We are all under the test as Ibrahim was tested with what? With that which Allah made a responsibility over. That which Allah made him responsible over. What is that in which Allah made him responsible over? Al-Awamir. The commands, when nawahi, the prohibitions. So all of us, we are under a test, and we are subject to the test. And under the test, we're being tested. We're being tested as relates to the commands of which we have been given, and we are being tested as relates to the prohibitions and those things in which we have been commanded to stay away from. It is all a test to see which one of us is better indeed, to see which one of us has the best deed, ahsan wa amala. Which one of us has the best deed? And as the ulama they explain, Fudayr ibn Iyad and others from the ulama they have explained is that what? 
that the best of the deeds they are determined by what those who have akhlasu wa aswabu the most sincere and the most correct idha kana lillah fa aswabu if it is for allah then this is what is intended by excuse me idha 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 kana lillah fa akhlasu if it is for allah then this is what is intended by the most sincere cuz it's a point so he وَإِذَا كَانَ عَلَى سُنَّةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَأَصْوَبُ And if it is upon the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, then this is the most correct. Naam. So those of you who are best in these, meaning those of you who are the most sincere, and those of you who follow the Prophet ﷺ the best. This is what is intended. Naam. So all of us are under that test. All of us are under that test to see which one of us are going to implement the tawhid and which one of us are going to follow the sunnah and this is why anything shy of that it is not an option anything that is less than sincerity ikhlas less than following the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then it is not acceptable it is not even an option naam as far as Ibrahim alayhi salam when he was tested with commands and prohibitions Allah ta'ala he says then he completed them he fulfilled them he established them all of them he established all of them naam كما قال الله تعالى إذا الله تعالى يسأل أسبوع القرآن وإبراهيم الذي وفى and Ibrahim the one who fulfilled the commandments أي وفى جميع ما شرع ما شرع الله له that he established everything Allah legislated for him everything that Allah legislated for him he established فعمنا به صلوات الله وسلامه عليه he established all of that in which Allah تعالى had written upon him Naam. so if we want to know what is the route to nobility what is the route to honor what is the route yani, for for glory right for lack of a better uh, expression then it is what it is by fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the better you fulfill the commands of Allah the better you implement that which Allah ta'ala has placed as an obligation upon you the better you stay away from that in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands you to stay away from, then that's the better you are. The better you are in doing that, then the better you are. The more honor you are, the more honor you have, the more noble you are in actuality and in reality. Naam, the best of them are what? Atqahum, those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most, those who have the most taqwa. So these these are the yani, aspirations that all of us we should be striving for. These kalimat, the ulama, they mention that they are the shara'i' wa awamir wa nawahi. Then they are the legislative laws, the commands and the prohibitions. This is what is intended by the kalimat, with the words. This is what is intended by the kalimat. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, he fulfilled 
and he implemented these kalimat completely. And we are commanded to take him as an example, which means we should strive, we should strive in what? In fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should strive in staying away from the prohibitions of Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam. Allah Azza wa Jal. He goes he goes on further on to mention what if Yarufa'u Ibrahim al Kawa'id and when Ibrahim he rolls the foundation, the foundation of what? Minal Bayt. Wa Ismail. And when Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam and Ismail alayhi salatu salam they rose the foundations. They rose the foundations of the Kaaba. Naam. And we're not going in order. Yeah, they were skipping uh, in that. But Al Muhim. When they rose the foundations of the house. And I want you to reflect on this. Because you see in this the balance, right? Because we have already heard that Ibrahim, alayhi salam, he is an imam for the people. Allah Ta'ala, he says, Inni ja'iluka nasi imama. We're making you for the people a leader. We're making you for the people one who they are to imitate, one who they are to follow. So this is a very high level, right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He tells us that Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam He fulfilled the commandments yani He fulfilled that which was put upon him He passed the test Allah ta'ala says وَإِذَا بَتَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَأَتَمَّهُنْ And when Ibrahim was tested by his Lord with words He completed them Naam, so I want you to reflect on this Ibrahim completed what Allah Ta'ala told him to do. He established it correctly, the way it should be established. And then Allah Ta'ala made him a leader for the people. Right? But I want you to look and to take this as an example because despite how excellent he had done, Despite how outstanding he had passed the test, despite the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him a leader for the people, he still was humble. He didn't get a big head. He didn't think he was him. Right? He didn't get a big head, but he remained humble. He remained full of humility. He remained full of fear. Despite the fact that Ibrahim did tremendous things. And think about this. Think about this. Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam and Ismail, as Allah Ta'ala tells us, with Yarfa' Ibrahim al Kawa'ida min al Bayt, with Ismail, and with Ibrahim Ismail rose up and he built upon the foundations of the house. They built the Kaaba. Is there anything you will ever do in your life that is comparable to that? No. No. Right? This is a great thing. This is a great thing. Right? 
Of course, you can strive and do something similar. Now, you can strive and do something similar. Not going to be as good as, but it's very good. It's not as good as, but it's very good. Right? And, when, and, and I don't want you, anyone to, I need to think that it's being uh, put down. There's this, this, this lesser effort. I mean, it's not a, you know, effort like Ibrahim. <laughs> I ain't so slap. But it's still a really good thing. And that is by what? Imitating Ibrahim. Alayhi salam and what and building a masjid for Allah. Building a masjid for Allah. Naam. It's a tremendous thing. But those who are blessed with such, remember the full lesson that Ibrahim was still very, very humble. Ismail salam was still very, very humble. Where, where, where do we get that from? How do we see that? Reflect. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْكَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ When Ibrahim and Ismail rose up the foundations of the house, when he built the Kaaba, what did they say? رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا Oh, our Lord, accept it from us. Oh, our Lord, accept it from us. إِنَّكَ إِنَّكَ because verily, undoubtedly, you indeed are the all-hearing, the all-knowing. Naam. Rabbana waj'alna muslimain laka wa min dhurriyatina ummatan muslimatan lak. Make us of those who truly submit unto you and also make our progeny those who submit as Muslims unto you. وَأَلِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا And show us our rights. The ulama they mentioned, meaning what enters into this is show us the rights for hajj and show us the rights, meaning the legislation. Show us the legislation in which you have put upon us. Show us our rights of hajj. Naam. وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا And forgive us. Do you see this? And forgive us. Because verily you are the all-forgiving, the most merciful to the believers. This dua is tremendous. After doing such a righteous and outstanding good deed, raising up the kawa'id. Well, kawa'id, jamal qa'ida. Naam, this word, al kawa'id, is the plural of. The pillars, right? What is intended here by the pillars is it means the foundations of the house. The foundations of the house. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to remind, remind them. Remind them of the fact that Ibrahim and Ismail, they built the Kaaba. They rose up the foundations of the house. And once they had done that, as opposed as many of us do, when we build a nice structure, a house or something, we step back, we look at it and we admire it. Ah, look what I did. That looks nice. Right? Look at that. That looks nice, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. And he did a great thing. But rather they said, Rabbana taqabbal minna. 
O oh, our Lord, accept it from us. O oh, our Lord, accept it from us. Why? Because they don't know. They, they, they're scared. We have, we have, we, we, we have done uh, uh, a great thing. We have finished the construction of the Kaaba. But even with that, we don't know. We're scared. They won't be accepted. Don't know. Now, so they ask, Oh, our Lord, accept this from us. Whenever we do anything that is good, this is the attitude we should have. We should be between hope and fear. We hope Allah accepts it. We fear He won't accept it. We hope, we hope that we'll be forgiven. We fear we won't be forgiven. Right? We hope this will be written down in our ledger of good deeds. We fear that because of some shortcomings from ourselves, whether it be showing off, whether it be doing things, and sumatan, doing things so people can hear about them, then also we've spoken about, right? Um, that maybe we, 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 we sabotaged our efforts, which is possible. We could sabotage our efforts all the time. So instead of, you know, just writing it off like, okay, I know I got that. No, you never know. You never know anything. Now, none of us we ever know. If a person were to fast in a month of Ramadan, he can't say, well, if the Prophet says, so whoever fasts Ramadan, Iman, and whoever fasts Ramadan out of Iman, anticipation of reward, and all his previous sins be forgiven. So a person can't leave Ramadan and say, all right, let's get him, let's sit, I'm forgiven, I ain't got no more sins, I can, you know. You don't know. Maybe, maybe not. The Prophet Sallallahu spoke the truth. Whoever does it out of Iman and Iman and Wahdi Seven, out of faith and out of anticipation of the reward. But what's the question? Is that you? Does that describe you? The one who does it like that, yes, they're forgiven. But are you from them? That's the question. You know? Are you from them? Did you hit the mark? Or did you sabotage yourself? So this is why as a believer, we always have to strive, shoot for the best. But always acknowledging on some level, it's possible we sabotaged ourselves. So I need, I need to do more. You understand? Naam. I pray Lord. I don't know. Let me pray some sunnahs. Time for Asr. Pray Asr. I need, I need, I need to sit down make this dhikr after Asr. Naam. So on and so forth. Right? We do the obligatory and then we know. I need to do some voluntary because the voluntary is what is going to fill it. It's going to patch the holes in, the, in, the, in, in, in my shortcomings and me coming up short from the obligatory deeds. This is the way of the believer because they never know. They, they're always striving. They're always striving to do more, to do more, to do more, to do better, to do better, to do better. Right. Because we don't know what has been accepted and we don't know what we have sabotaged. Right. And this is when we're at our best. We don't know. Now, there's certain times we sabotage ourselves and we know full and well, I didn't play myself right there. I sabotage myself. So then what do you do? You recoup and you try again. And whatever yani, uh, sabotaging agent was, was, was there, you get rid of it. In any event, I want you to reflect on the fact that Ibrahim and Ismail, والسلام, they built the Kaaba, an excellent, outstanding deed. And then right after they said, Rabbana taqabbal minna. Oh, our Lord accepted from us. Innaka anta sami'ul alim. Verily, you are the all-hearing, the all-knowing. The all-hearing, the all-knowing. Right? Because you know what? 
We, we sabotage ourselves and we lie to ourselves. But Allah knows. We sabotage ourselves and the evil whispers of ourselves and we are convinced of it. Allah hears it. And you understand? It is incumbent that we always maintain this balance of humility. We always maintain this balance between hope and between fear. I want you to think about this. Imam Ibn Kathir, he mentions, he says, Rawa Ibn Abi Hatim, Min Hadith Muhammad bin Yazid, Bin Junais, Al Makki, and Wuhayb bin Warud. Qara'a. I want you to look at the ulama, the imma. Look at them. He read, he recited. وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْكَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا He read this verse. And when Ibrahim rose, the foundation of the house, and Ismail, and when Ibrahim and Ismail rose, the foundations of the house, when they built the Kaaba, and then they said, Oh, our Lord, accept it from us. How many times have we read that ayah? How many times? Right? But I want you to, I want you to just, just, just to reflect on your, on, your, on, on your own situation. When you read that ayah, what was the state of your eyes? Were your eyes dry as the Sahara Desert? Or did you shed tears? Well, this great scholar, when he read this verse, he shed tears. Thumma yabki wa yaqub. He started to cry and he said, Ya Khalil Rahman. He said, Oh, you, the one who is the friend of the most merciful. Tarufa'u qawa'imu bayt, bayt al Rahman, wa anta mushfiq alla yataqabbala mink. He said, You have erected the house of the most merciful. And even with that, you are scared that your deed won't be accepted. He started to cry. Because if this is the case for Ibrahim, who did such an outstanding thing, and he's scared that it won't be accepted because it, it, it potentially will be rejected, then what about us? What about what, what the things that we do? Is there any room for any, for any individual to have a big head, to have an inflated opinion about themselves? To think that, no, no, I know I got this. No, I mean, subhanAllah. This is one of the most yani, uh, despicable characteristics. Is when an individual becomes amazed with themselves. Naam? When an individual becomes amazed with themselves. And what's even more despicable is not just any individual becoming amazed with themselves. But individuals who claim to be upon the sunnah. Becoming amazed with themselves, claiming to be upon the way of the Salaf, claiming to be upon the way of the Sahab of the Prophet Sallallahu and, and, and of his companions and of those righteous generations who followed them, claiming to be upon this way, and then they're amazed with themselves. They walk into the masjid with their chest high, their head high, their chest popped out, and they're looking at everybody else. So oh, look at this Muqtada, look at this one, he off of it. You don't know how you're going to die, how he's going to die. You don't know. There's been many individuals who were upon bid'ah. And then Allah Ta'ala guided them to the sunnah. 
and became from the greatest scholars of the Sunnah. And there have been individuals who were upon the Sunnah and leave Islam and die kuffar. So, you understand? So, so where is this from? Becoming all, oh, look at all, oh, look at all these mutadeh, look at this, and bidah, look at that. Oh, that joke off of it. Subhanallah. You used to be off of it. Subhanallah. You used to didn't know. Subhanallah. Allah guided you. You think Allah can't guide them? Subhanallah. You don't know how you're going to die. How you calling it so early? As they say, how you going to call it so early? Too early. When you die upon the haq, alright, then you'll see what you're going to get. You'll see what you have put forward. But until that point, you don't know how you're going to die. You don't know. Subhanallah. This understanding, this attitude, where is it from? Because what, is, what it leads to, what it leads to are individuals having erroneous expectations. Do you understand? There was an individual who is a foul person, foul person, who does all type of despicable actions, despicable things, things that have reached the knowledge of the public. And other things that have not reached the knowledge of the public, but the knowledge of some. Despicable things. And this individual had the nerve, had the audacity to say, well, at least I'm upon the sunnah, I'm not mutadir, at least I'm salafi. You know, Imam Ahmed said that the graves of Ahlul Sunnah is going to be like the, uh, yeah, what do you call it, like uh, gardens. And the graves of the people of innovation are going to be like pits. I say, yeah, subhanAllah. Do you think that's going to be you? You think your grave is going to be a garden? Based on what? Do you see the trick of shaitan when an individual believes, oh, alhamdulillah, at least I'm Salafi. What that mean now? You have a green light, do whatever you want to do? What does that mean now? You can, you can do whatever you want to do? Drink what you want? Mess around how you want? And it's fine? Because you're Salafi? That's how the Salafi used to act. People need to be ashamed of themselves. But unfortunately, Many of these individuals are the same individuals who, if you were to interrogate them about what is a salafiyah, they can't give you a good answer. They come in, oh, look at this hizbi. What is hizbiyah? Huh? What is hizbiyah? You're calling this person a hizbi, that person a hizbi, anybody don't agree with you a hizbi? What's hizbiyah? To love, to hate, to have loyalty and disloyalty. For other than Allah, for, for other than the truth, I want you to love, hate, loyalty, disloyalty, for other than the truth. You with me? That's a clear definition, right? But that's his being. If you love and hate based upon other than truth, if you have loyalty and disloyalty based upon other than truth, this is his being. You with me? Okay. Now a person come and they say, you hezbi. No one gonna learn from you. No one gonna sit with you. No one gonna talk with you. No one, no one, no one. Why? Because you don't agree with my sheikh and them. Because you don't agree with the ulama. Who from the ulama? Oh, sheikh so and so, sheikh such and such, and sheikh such and such. Still waiting. Who else? No, them. You said the ulama. 
You gave me the impression all of the ulama, or a lot of the ulama. And then you name a handful of names, but then you have so many from the ulama, even more than that, who from the ulama, Ahl Sunni, from the, from the ulama, Salafi ulama, and they say the opposite, based on proofs and evidences. But you're going to love, hate, have loyalty, disloyalty based upon not someone not going with the opinion of your sheikh. And that's not hezbiyah. What's that then? If that's not hezbiyah, I don't know what hezbiyah is. No, there's no such thing as hezbiyah. If that's not hezbiyah, there's no such thing as hezbiyah. You come back and you say, okay, but is the person you're talking about, is they Salafi? Yeah, they Salafi. The, the aqid is good? Yeah, the aqid is good. Okay. And the, the minhaj is good? Yeah, the minhaj is good. So what's the problem? Nah, he not with my sheikh. Oh, wow. Wow, that's not his beer. You see, I, I mean, subhanAllah. My point in saying this is, is that what? Shaitan is very well versed at destroying people. Very well versed. You understand? If he cannot destroy you, by making you fall victim to doubts, right? Then he will destroy you by desires. Then he'll destroy you by desires. Now, and what is a more efficient way of destroying a person who is upon the sunnah than to making them feel comfortable, giving them a false sense of security? That they don't have to strive anymore because they're upon the sunnah. So they can do whatever they want to do from foolishness, it's okay. They can embark upon whatever they want to embark upon upon foolishness, it's okay. They are guaranteed jannah, they don't have to strive anymore. And anybody who contradicts them is completely wrong and, 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 until they become the standard of what is correct and what is not. Until they become the measuring stick of what is right and what is wrong. Anybody who falls into that situation, how are they going to be fearful that what they just did is not accepted? No, these are individuals who have the understanding that everything I do must be accepted because look how I act, look how I talk, look how I walk. I'm calling everybody out of it, but me. Why? Subhanallah. Because that's what that's you. That's your level. That's what you. That's what you want. If that is not the epitome. Of 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 deviation. I don't know what is. I don't know what is, because do you know, right? And I'm and I'm just talking in general, right? I want to bite them. Oh, you talking about them? No, I'm talking in general. However, let's be real. If the dirty koofy fit, I mean, it's on your head. It's dirty. I mean, what you want me to do? You should clean it. You should rectify yourself. If it fit and what I say is applicable to you, then whoever you are, yeah, I'm talking about you. Straight up. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's something different. If it fits and it's applicable to you, I'm talking about you. Period. And if anything I say is applicable to me, I'm talking about me. No one is above anything. That's the reality. No one is above anything. In any event, do you know who were from the first of the individuals who utilized them in their own, in their own understanding 
as a measuring stick of who's on it and who's off of it. You know, the one that the first group to do this was who? The Khawarij. They knew they ain't buying us off of it. They know they're not Muslim. We Muslim, they're not real Muslims. Why? Based on their own understanding. But when Ibn Abbas went to them and debated them, destroyed all of their arguments. One Sahabi destroyed all of their arguments. And from that in which he used against them, he said, I don't see not even one Sahabi amongst you. There's none of the companions that agree with you, but they're still living. None of them is here. That, that right there is enough of an indication. Now, wait, wait, hold on now. Hold on. We was right then, yeah, yeah. None of them are here, but they're still alive. That's an indication. You're doing things that's contrary to, the, to, the, to, the, to, to that which the companions were upon. Then this is an indication that what you're upon is not correct. Right? Okay. Modern example of individuals who believe that, no, we are the measuring stick and everyone else, they don't know what they're talking about. We are the measuring stick. Was who? Mahmoud al-Haddad. The Haddadis. Naam. Sheikh Muhammad bin Bazmoud, he said that the Haddadiyya is a branch of the Khawarij. The Haddadiyya, then they are a branch of the Khawarij. But they was the ones who felt, no, we know better than everybody else. So much so, Imam al-Nawawi burned his books. Don't take knowledge from Imam al-Nawawi. Al-Hafid ibn Hajar, no, no, burn his books. Don't take knowledge from Al-Hafid ibn Hajar. You see that? And we see the same type of attitude of individuals who are lowly and no ones speaking ill about great scholars. But Sheikh Fozan said, oh, but you don't take minhaj from Sheikh Fozan. What? But we take it from you? Huh? We take it from some fools went around the West? We take minhaj from them, but we don't take it from Sheikh Fozan? He said, we don't take minhaj, don't take minhaj from Abdul Mahsin. You only take hadith from him. Says who? You? You set that standard? We don't take minhaj from Sheikh Abdul Mahsin, but we're going to take minhaj from some cat in Philadelphia or in Birmingham or whoever? Are you insane or stupid? That makes no sense. Does it? Not to me, it makes no sense. Allah Musta'in. Anyway. Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was scared that his deed will not be accepted. He was scared that his deeds will not be accepted. So they begged Allah, O oh Allah, accept from us our deed verily. You are the all-hearing, you are the all-knowing. And when you look, not only do they make dua for themselves, but because they understood the reality, they make dua for their children. So they said, Oh Allah, make us those who submit themselves unto you. And also make our progeny, our children and their children, their children, those who submit themselves unto you, a nation of Muslims. Ummatan Muslimatin lak, a nation of Muslims. And show us 
the right way, show us our rights for hajj and of the legislation and forgive us. For verily you are the all-forgiven, the most merciful. This is the manner of the believers is that they have a concern for their children. They have a concern for the situation and the condition of their children. They have a concern for the deen of their children. They are never those who feel or have this false sense of security into believing that they are good and they are safe. So therefore their children are good and are safe because they are my children. No, no, not at all. It doesn't work like that. But rather they strive their best to put their children in situations where they can thrive, meaning where their, their Islam will be successful and they can thrive Islamically. They educate their children about the religion and they leave no stone unturned as relates to trying to rear their children upon that which is correct. And from the greatest things that a person can do for his children is to make dua for them, is to make dua for them. So Ibrahim, alayhi salam, he is a example for us. But he made examples that Allah Ta'ala, he makes them Muslim and that he makes their children Muslim. Now, the ulama, they point out, they say, listen, Ibrahim and Ismail, they were both Muslim. So what is intended by and make us two Muslims unto you? What is meant by that? The ulama, they say, what is meant here is make us firm, fortify us, fortify us, Naam? make us firm upon the truth. Because remember, this is what you're talking about, right? A person could be on the truth right now, but then not tomorrow. They could be on the truth right now and tomorrow, but maybe not 10 years from now. So when we ask Allah to give us tawfiq, we're asking Allah to and he gives us tawfiq in showing us what the truth is. That he gives us the success in applying the truth and living by the truth. And then he gives us success in remaining consistent and steadfast upon the truth until we die. Because anyone can change. No, None of us is guaranteed, okay, you're going to be in Jannah. No, none of us have that guarantee. The Muslims will be in Jannah. The believers will be in Jannah. We ask Allah that we die as such. We ask Allah that we die as those who truly believe in him. Naam. So what is intended by and make us two Muslims unto you is make us of those who are firm and steadfast upon the truth. And make us of those who are min al-mukhlisin, those who are from, those who are sincere, those who implement the tawheed. Make us firm upon the truth. Implementers of a Tawheed and make our children implementers of a Tawheed firm upon the truth. Ma'am. So there's a, a lot of benefit in that we need to beg Allah to make us steadfast and firm, and we need to have a serious concern for our children because they are, for lack of a better term, and or expression, our lifeline after after after. To our death. Now, there are lifeline. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What do I mean by that? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, "Ida ida ida matum Adam, al qata'a 
amanuhu illa min thalath that when the son of Adam dies, his deeds are severed. They're cut off except from three ways. Three ways. Naam. Sadaqa. Sadaqa tinjariya. The sadaqa that is ongoing. Naam. Like building masajid, you know, um, digging wells and things of this nature. Uh, setting up orphanages and, you know, medical clinics that people benefit from. You know, these things like this that will continuously benefit the people even after we're gone. Then a person they would continue to to get the reward from that even after their death. And a knowledge that is benefited from. So a person leaves behind knowledge, whether that be in form of books, you know, or leaves behind students, right, who carry on and transmit that which they learn from uh, from their teacher. Then this is a knowledge that it continue it continues to benefit the people even after your death. And then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Oh, waladin salihin yadarulah, or a righteous child that makes dua for him, meaning makes dua for the parent, naam, uh, whether it's the mother or the father, whether that child is the son or the daughter. That the righteous child who makes dua for the parent, then this is a deed. That will continue beyond a person's death. So this is of extreme importance and an indication. It shows us why Ibrahim and Ismail, they made dua for themselves and for their children. Naam, for their children, for their children to, to, to be upright. Because when our children are upright, naam, our children, they benefit from that, no doubt. But who else benefits? Also we benefit. Because they make they will make du'a for us and be good to us in our death like they were to us in our life. And they will make du'a for us. And that is, for lack of a better term, our lifeline or from our lifeline after death. Naam. So it is incumbent that we strive to build masajid. Naam. That we strive to leave a legacy of righteousness and of tawheed and of good following the sunnah, so on and so forth, and that we leave no stone unturned when it comes to educating our children, and we make sure that we strive our hardest, that they are educated, and that we make dua for them, and we ask Allah Ta'ala to bless them, and that we always keep a level head, we always maintain our humbleness and our humility, knowing that just because we have performed the deed does not mean that Allah is going to accept the deed. And we have to strive to have that humility, to have that hope that Allah will accept it, but at the same time have that fear that it's possible that He will reject it because we sabotaged it. Naam, that we hope that Allah forgives us, but at the same time, we are scared that maybe perhaps we set, we sabotaged ourselves and that we won't be forgiven and that we will have to be punished. That we remain balanced between hope and fear. We utilize that hope so that as motivation and fuel so we don't give up. And we utilize that fear as motivation and fuel for us to do more. To do more righteousness, to excel in righteousness, right? Bithnilahi uh, ta'ala. And that we beg Allah that He keeps us firm upon this until we die. 
that we die as those who are truly believing in him, that we die as Muslims, those who are submitting themselves unto him, and that he saves us for being of those who are amazed by themselves. These are just some lessons, some life lessons that uh, are extracted from the event of Ibrahim building the Kaaba and Ismail والسلام, building the Kaaba and of the connection that that has to Hajj, which is clear, right? Um, and also the connection as relates to our children. فنتفي بهذا القدر والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا.